0: Hello, and thank you for tuning into the show. A quick caveat before you dive in. This was recorded pre-COVID-19. The views, the ideas, the conversation that was shared, the perspectives were all done in a pre-pandemic world. So please listen to the show as there's some fantastic information and some great takeaways. Just know that it was recorded before the pandemic that has ultimately changed all of our lives. Thank you for listening. Keep learning, keep curious, and keep supporting our community. Hello, I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm, and welcome to Collisions YYC. Today on the show, I sit down with Mike Allen and Sari Waldman, both from Routique. Routique is a technology company based here in Calgary that specializes in transportation and logistics. They work with large multinational and smaller, but a lot of large, some of the largest players in the world on integrating their solutions for how they manage their supply chain, from the manufacturer to the distributor right through to the retailer. In this disruptive age, the we'll call it the Amazon age for this episode where as consumers, we demand things as soon as possible. We will pay more for the same product to have it two days sooner rather than to wait a little bit longer. What does that mean? What does that mean to organizations that have been in place for the last 50 years where now the demands of the customer are outpacing the speed in which they were able to adapt and change? Mike and his team have been working on this solution and have been gaining significant traction in markets across Canada and globally. Join me for a great conversation of a great, great success story right here in Calgary. I'm sitting here with my guests this morning, Mike and Sari, from Routique. Good morning, guys. Morning. How morning. is your morning this morning? Excellent so far.
1: Excellent. Today. It's a good way to start off the day.
0: Sit down, have a coffee, yeah. have a water, talk on the podcast. Well, let's let, before we go any farther, let's, what is Routique? So what is Routique? Let's start with that.
1: <laughs> so we are uh, we're a platform for logistics and supply chain, and we basically tie together... All the companies that get the products that you use every day to you, uh, so from the manufacturers who make them to the retailers who sell them sometimes directly to you in the e-commerce model, uh, home delivery, and then all those partners in between that you don 't typically see so all the distribution centers, you know cold chain if it 's a frozen product okay uh, transportation companies warehousing companies uh, all the all the smaller
0: partners that Uh, provide all the links in the in the chain of the supply chain so from that perspective are you guys would you refer yourself are you a like transportation and logistics company, are you a tech company? Well, how do you define? It Where is who's asking? <laughs> oh yeah, well, hey, it's, yeah, no, hey we're, it's, we're, it's your mic right now, so uh, you tell me. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're a technology company uh, for sure, uh, and that you know that's that's kind of the ge- the genesis of what we do. But uh, the space that we serve is 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 definitely a logistics and supply chain. We don't really deviate from that. Okay. So, uh, you know, in the industry, we're thought of as a solution provider, just the same as you know a, a, one of those companies I mentioned, transportation and warehousing. 3PL okay. kind of companies. Um, but, you know, as far as what we do, it's obviously delivering the, the technology side of so it. So
0: the digitization of what is a very traditional industry or has been? It has been, yeah. Okay. And, and, and that's, you know, part of,
1: well, I would say the main reason why we exist is is companies like Amazon and, and the, the companies that grew up in the e-commerce space have set the bar so high now for everyone, you know, consumer side more so than, than B2B. But they basically made supply chain, supremacy a a competitive advantage. You know. It it, it, it was, you know, sort of branding in the 80s and it it, it's all those things are still really prevalent. You know, your sales and marketing and channels, uh, you know, the, the prevalence and the efficiency of your distribution channel overall, but you know, same day delivery, uh, next day delivery is now uh price of entry in a lot of categories. And so our customers who are typically bigger Older, stodgier, slower-moving companies okay. uh, are 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 now scrambling to catch up to that model. And you know, every 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 consumer works somewhere, uh, most typically. So, yes. B two C, B two B isn't all that different. When you're getting your Amazon products delivered the same day, but you you can't figure out how to get your commercial products delivered to your to your corporate customers. Uh, you know, you start to question that and go, "Well, why can't I have
0: that? Why can't I have what what Amazon delivers to the consumer?" It's such a, I've had that dialogue with so many people. It's like, "Well, mm-hmm. when, when is Am- Amazon your competitor? Always, mm-hmm. because they're retraining the expectation of the customer, not even about the yeah. product you're selling. Yeah, because we demand now like faster. So it's not just that this is going to optimize and improve how I do things as a business. It's being driven very heavily by the customer demand at the end.
1: Yeah, it's and it's it's really seeing supply chain as. Uh, another tool like like marketing like branding like sales um you know that you can actually leverage against your competitors and and to improve your your um uh, you know your offering to the customer and i, I tell the story all the time of uh you know me going online for whether it's work or home buying something on on amazon say, and seeing two options one's a little bit more expensive, same product right. or one's slightly less you know sort of exactly what i'm looking for. But one I can get tomorrow, and the other one takes three weeks. I'm going to take the one that's tomorrow. It makes absolutely no sense. Because rationally, us. you're right. Because probably yeah.
0: there is no life and death need for that yeah, product.
1: absolutely. Like for sure, if you need it tomorrow, but nine times out of ten, you don't. You don't. And it's just you're just trained now. It's that instant gratification, and and the, the all those buzzwords in the industry, so, uh, you know, transparency and visibility, and mm-hmm. all those things are really just you know consumers going why can't i have it faster why can't i have it better why can't i have it more accurate why you know why if you used to be you could get a product wrong uh, in the delivery and you know it wasn't that big of a deal now it can be a uh, you know a relationship it was almost like a win. half
0: it was almost like a russian roulette it yeah. might work out it might yeah. get it it might not but now it's just this, it's a very high degree of totally, expectation totally yeah i mean even you know 10 years ago
1: you sort of think back and go you know, when when they said they'd be 2 weeks and it was actually 6 weeks you were upset but you weren't that upset no, Now, if they say tomorrow and it's the next day,
0: you're losing your mind. Oh, you're already calling, demanding a refund. Yeah. I didn't get my product I wanted. I already moved on. Absolutely, yeah. And, and so that's that's <laughs> there, really There's something the... slightly unhealthy about that, though. <laughs> it totally is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we won't get into that, the psychology of why we want that. Yeah. But you're right, we've been trained that way.
1: Well, and when you're, you know, all of those, the reason retail and everyone are having so much trouble is because they, they've struggled to catch up. And and so the, mm. you know, the retail should be able to compete on in-store experience if you've got it. If you've got one of those models that really lends itself well to in-store experience. But if you can't get the product or you can't, you know, you don't have the depth and breadth or you're carrying 100 SKUs where the online guys are carrying 1,000 and right. there's unlimited choice. Um, what e-commerce did really, really well early on was take away all the barriers. they They examined, you know... Paying, people don't like paying for shipping. They yep. don't like the issues with tr- returns. They like omni-channel returns, all those kind of things. And so, what they did is examine themselves and went, "Why aren't? Why isn't e-commerce breaking through more?" You know, and mm-hmm. and because of that, uh, that model's exploded.
0: Remove the friction points. Yeah, make it easier for me. absolutely. And yeah. consequently, but it almost happened. It felt like it happened slowly, and then it, of course, like anything, all of a sudden is it like it's this wave that hits. Totally. And then to your point. A whole bunch of companies are now behind, quote unquote. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I mean the, the whole you know, skip the dishes and Uber Eats and all those kind of models too. Like the, mm. you know, my kids uh, they're they're older now and they'll they'll skip the dishes at Dairy Queen Blizzard. Like the the economics of that makes absolutely no sense. The delivery fee is the price of the Blizzard, but, but I will pay for that. The convenience factor um, is just becoming such a, uh, a a compelling offering for that everybody feels like now I'm, I'm entitled to whatever I want whenever I want it right now and, and the the lag is just not acceptable anymore.
0: But but in that in that model they're willing to pay for it. Because to double the price of your blizzard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> which you know used to be back in my day, going right. for the blizzard was part of the experience. Yeah. Now like no no I just want the thing and I want to push the button. I want it now. Totally. Yeah. We're, we're, we're some- in the Star Trek days where you push it and it pops yeah. out of the wall. <laughs> and someone's always paying for
1: it. That's the that's the uh-huh, illusion nice. that Amazon's yeah. created, right? There is no such thing as free shipping. N- no one's well no mm-hmm. one's rolling a truck or an electric vehicle for free that there's no one doing that so it's getting paid for um whether it's being <laughs> yes. subsidized or that you know the, it's it's an investor push and they've raised a ton of money and they're willing to lose for a while or or um you know they're eating it or the customer's eating it it's probably a combination of all those things okay. but that's one of the illusions that that all of us have created is that there's such a thing as free
0: shipping. It doesn't uh, yeah, exist. It's like no financing and no co- yeah. all those things you're like, well, trust me somewhere it's, it's all baked into, yeah. it's baked into the model. But sure. as a consumer, I see trends, I feel I'm getting transparency and I want what yeah. I want. Yeah. So I'll pay for it. I like what you said. I could wait two weeks or I could just pay $2 more and I'll get it tomorrow. Totally. Yeah. Uh, 90% of the time we'll take tomorrow.
1: And it's got those characteristics of, you know, a, a, an industry that's, you know, in the process of disruption is that, you know, you, you've, you've got diminishing, margins mm-hmm. to work with and higher expectations, right? Something has to give it, 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 There's either a technology, technological solution or a process solution or something, but I mean, you can't keep going to, you know, to, to zero margins. Um, they,
0: S- sooner or later, you run out of steam on that. Exactly.
1: One. Right. Yeah. So, so there's, you got to find innovative ways to get around it or, or, or die basically.
0: Yes. The alternative is that it's, it's, it's a zero sum. There's, there's consequences. Mm-hmm. And you're a CEO, one of the founders? That's correct, yeah. And Sarah, your role at the company? I work on the services team, um, most recently specifically on the onboarding of new new clients and helping make sure that experience is as seamless as can be. Because you guys are working with large kind of multinationals, right? So I'm assuming Mm -hmm. onboarding is a fairly, there's lots of layers. It's complex. Yeah, Um, well, two totally different solutions for
1: someone, you know, a, a, a massive international enterprise and then a regional distribution firm. It's like, it's like having two entire different sets of clients yes. with two different needs, and they're both difficult on boards, but for totally different reasons. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So in a space like this, when you talk about older, very well-established, this is the way we do it companies, do you do you, I'm assuming you work with smaller as well? Yes, that's correct. And do you see, are they... Because this is, this is where you get those opportunities for the small guys to then start chewing away at some of this big established because they can move quicker with these types of adoptions.
1: Yeah, I mean, that the... I think a lot of companies like like us and, you know, startups in general, the the interesting thing is to put a startup together with an enterprise. The enterprise oh, has the depth okay. and breadth and the budget to to do big things. Um, not necessarily the political will and not necessarily the ability, meaning, you know, they could certainly do it, but they're, they're, the machine is not set up for it, right? They're not nimble, yes, they're, they're, not not nimble they're not agile, they're not yeah. those things. Whereas yeah. the startup is all about that but doesn't necessarily have the resources to take on the world. So, you know, like it's tough to be a startup on your own and, and disrupt XYZ industry by yourself.
0: Yes. Even though Um, the idea might be amazing.
1: Yeah. And solid. Yeah. So, you know, I I find it really interesting to pair those two up because the, you know, the large enterprises, a a few of them have told us, um, you know, it's, it's come up. Should we, you know, look at investing or buying a portion of this company? And, and some of their executives have said to us behind the scenes, you know, we, we kill what we love. Like, we, we don't want to buy you. That would destroy what you are. Um, you know, they'll have a code freeze for a year and a half, or they'll have um, the internal resources devoted to such and such a project and be absolutely unable to... To you know, move the needle forward at all, whereas we can do something in six months that would take them you know six months. And there's months lots to of stories that. like that out there. Like oh, we, we bought you
0: for your culture and innovation, but then we will you you will become us totally, and then we'll destroy the thing that actually what we bought you for. Yeah, yeah.
1: They all have in-house resources, and they right. need those for sure. They shouldn't rely entirely on third parties. But you know, similar to to your space or any other space, if you're if you're not bringing in outside talent and and also you know influences and and right. and points of view. Uh, you're going to stagnate some point
0: and I've had lots of different guests on come a lot of startups but some people that are like startups inside large enterprises mm-hmm. and how they physically will even go to your know, remote workspaces or go to co-working spaces just to get out of the culture yeah because like, do that really we want well. you to be innovated but but give us these reports with these five and the six page of this and they're like we just can't because it doesn't it doesn't work that way yeah absolutely but you have to appreciate those big companies they're set up the way they are they mitigate risk the way they do they have shareholders they have all, the, all, all those totally things. yeah so you guys are based in Calgary but it we sounds are. like a lot of your clients are not in Calgary. Or across Canada we have a couple in Calgary but not very many yeah most of them
1: are uh, Canada wide so we service coast to coast Um, we're you know we're our software is being used to to uh, perform deliveries and and warehouse operations across the country and we have a few in other countries as well so we're starting to get some more in Australia Uh, we've got projects in the UK and Germany now we've got uh, one or two clients in the US probably the hardest market to crack from outside the US the country uh, but yeah, we're really starting
0: to, to see some international growth now. As well. And is it a fairly competitive space in terms of is everybody like, you're not the only ones with this idea. Let's no. be blunt. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's,
1: I mean, it, it's one of those kind of catch 22s with, with any, you know, space that's being disrupted. I know everyone hates that disruption word. Uh, and I'm going to use disruption, it, transformation, yeah. ecosystem. There's a list yeah. like,
0: of corporate swear words.
1: And so, you know, it's, it's funny because the space is crowded for a good reason. And there's a ton of companies in it. Um, you know, we, I'm sure everyone would say we're slightly different. Of course. Um, you know, we, we are in a smaller niche of that bigger space. And so when someone comes to us and says, you know, can you do, c- could you be the backbone for a courier operation or a general freight or long haul, you know, semi trucks? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe. But but that's not really our wheelhouse. We're okay. we're into that distribution that that local last mile um you know sort of broken down products, smaller deliveries, urban delivery. Um, all the things that are really prob- problematic, like companies have their long haul much more dialed in than they do their last mile. Interesting. So that, I went through
0: one of your de- your sales decks, yeah. and it was the last mile really jumped out for me. Of like, this it's, is the highest yeah. risk, highest cost, most amount of variables. It is so yeah. biggest potential to solve the problem.
1: Yeah, biggest potential and and biggest barriers to automation. So you oh, you know okay
0: you you. It's very physical at that point.
1: Yeah. You know, okay. your, your driver say, or your field sales rep is doing multiple jobs. They, they might be facing product and changing out old product that's stale dated and doing, you know, freezer maintenance and cleaning and putting up point of purchase uh, material and, uh, you know, dealing with customers and potentially. But that's the point where the customer, where it actually comes together, right? Yeah. That's the, otherwise
0: the customer goes their way and then the product comes in, but that's the point where the two join up.
1: A lot of times they're the only person that sees that customer for long periods of time. Right. <laughs> And so, you know, it's the hardest part to automate out the person. And for us, you know, we've always kind of said, um, behind the scenes, our mantra is to is to create Iron Man, not Terminator. Okay, um, we're not trying to automate out the person. We're trying got, to augment. It the took person.
0: me a second. Like, okay, got it. I understand. the, yeah. I understand the <laughs> metaphor.
1: Yeah, Pe- making people you know better and smarter, and and you know it's it's like a an exoskeleton or a little link in your and brain. You're
0: augmenting what the human is doing. Exactly. Which you're Using technology. Yeah,
1: but it's still a very people focused business, and okay, we don't see that changing as fast as say you know, long haul, potentially. I mean, you can, you know, there's a time where you can buy a, a Tesla or an Uber uh, electric fully autonomous vehicle and drive it across country. That's coming. Um, you know, everything is coming eventually. Every, yes, the future the future's uh, <laughs> coming. It is. But it's a little harder to envision a future where you know, a series of robots orchestrate the movement of the product and the cleaning of the freezer and the dealing with the customer and all that kind of thing.
0: Right. It's interesting when you read a lot of the, you know, cause there's a lot of fear around workforce disruption because mm-hmm. of technology. And then there's like, well, actually, no, this is going to, the humans will still be there. It's yeah. just, how do we focus more on this is what humans are really good at. And this is what technology is good at. Yeah, And then elevating the two together, not versus the, you know, the future state of terminators walking around.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And you, you know, especially in this industry, um, you know, there's the the, uh, fear of autonomous vehicles is huge in the uh, transportation sector. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, all these estimates of three, four million people in the US losing their jobs and all the infrastructure around that. And well, if you don't need a driver, you don't need food at fueling stations and all that sort of thing. If you look at the whole
0: chain of events, just
1: explodes uh, in in this cascading effect of of job loss. So, but again, we, we don't really see that. We see you know it's it's like every industry it has to evolve
0: right and it and it yeah it's slowly step by step yeah. by step but but the, but the those sell headlines, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Four million people out of jobs. The world's going to change. Yeah, Terminator driving a truck through your neighborhood kind, yeah. of, kind of mindset. Stop using the Terminator mind, <laughs> metaphor. So, part of the on this show is we talk about the transformation that's happening in Calgary, the economy, the way it is, mm-hmm. and what we've, what we, if you live here, we have, we're all in, on the ride. Sounds like you guys, though, are a little bit insulated from that. Like, were you ever involved in the oil and gas sector, or has it always been? It feels like you're a little bit apart from that. Just yeah, like
1: we've, we've had, you know, in, the pa- in past uh, lives, especially. Okay. Uh, um, uh, we, we bought, uh, uh, one of my former companies back last year, actually, uh, sold it a few years ago and bought it back. And it was much more focused on, uh, Western Canadian and, and, um, and, um, Calgary business specifically. Okay. And, uh, and, and, so we're certainly aware of what's going on. And, um, you know, we are, you're right, a hundred percent more insulated in this okay. business from specifically the effects on our bottom line of, um, you know, right. you're not economy. tied to
0: the ebb and flow of that. Yeah.
1: I mean, in some ways it's not, it's not. <laughs> You know, there's no nice way to say that, but small companies like us benefit in some ways when oil companies aren't the powerhouses that are. I've heard, yeah, I've had those (laughs) conversations before. (laughs) Paying those huge, huge salaries, right? I was going to say, that's access to talent, right? It does, yeah, it helps. You know, we we've our our hiring process has always been hire people with a really cool backstory, right? So whatever their last thing was is hopefully. Uh, followed up by some some really cool diverse um, uh, positions in an, you know in other industries other skills they can draw on okay um, so even some of the ones that have come out of school with us have retrained but their former background in in geomatics or or um, uh, astrophysics we've, we've got an astrophysicist on, on okay. our, in our team and it's always more compelling to me because it's like if you're a developer and an astrophysicist your, your, your your br- skills, your, your you're 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 going to look at things skills. in a different way. Yeah, totally. And and you know hmm, in in sense. better times uh those people tend to get swallowed up before we get a chance to show them what we have to offer. So
0: from your perspective, there's, there's an advantage. There's always an ebb and flow, right? Yeah. So that, that yeah. you know, down or over... I, I have many industries from blue collar right up to highly technical. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you for oil and gas to not being overpaying and stealing all my people. I've totally, had that conversation yeah. many times over the last 10 years. But,
1: you know, we, we've we also had the... You go to, you know, your monthly or quarterly kind of dinner party with friends and for a while they're like 16, 17, 18. It was, you know, just... You, yeah, just last yeah, week, right. right? You, yeah, I'm expecting it any day now. And so it's never good. Um, <laughs> well, it does put a dark a dark shadow over everything. Yeah, you just sort of try to make the best of it. And then, you know, from from the citizen point of view, never mind whether, you know, you do business here or not, you know, nobody likes to see, uh, you know, good restaurants and, and, and theater and arts and entertainment and, and all those kind of things, infrastructure, building. Uh, no one likes to see that starting to go away that's never a good sign for the hu- No for a, for a diverse especially
0: so when you guys acquire talent have you been able have you had to bring talent from other markets to be here uh no uh, okay, yeah. you've been able to find because this yeah. is a conversation I have with lots of people, especially in the startup space. Like, ah, I'm struggling with talent, or yeah. I get people, and then there's as a startup, it's hard to invest a considerable amount to re, to help these people reskill. Yeah. So, no, when we, you bring people on, do you is there an indoctrination program to them to really understand your world? Did that, that you guys undertake?
1: For sure. Yeah, we've 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 got a few you know senior people with with again those really cool backgrounds that we can draw. on. Um, we've got a, a, a pretty good machine now. Um, Probably in the last twelve to eighteen months, okay. where we can take you know fairly young talent, fairly early on in their careers, and get them up to speed really fast on you know the the agile process and and how we manage uh, workflow and projects and all okay. the, those kind of things. The, the how and we work over necessarily the what we do. Yeah, so it, you know, and, and again, I don't. I can't think of a nicer way to say this because I'm not comparing what we do to McDonald's, but McDonald's doesn't need. Cordon on blue train chefs yes, right I, they have I systems see. in place where because you, they have a process yeah, yeah. your burger's going to be consistent everywhere in the world yeah. and so you know i think our process is, is a lot of why we've been able to uh, work with people that are you know i would much rather hire someone who's eager and and mm. has something to prove than someone who's you know coming down the crest of a you know uh, you know where they're a little bit more disenfranchised and 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 they're they're losing their their steam And they're just looking to ride out the clock on their career.
0: Where you want someone who wants to do... I was reading the other day, I think it was called uh, Talent Spotting. It was a Harvard Business Review, and they talked about stop being addicted to hiring high performers, hire high potentials. Totally. And then they defined it, curiosity, motivated. But these, not just curiosity, it's like, oh, I'm curious. It was like a a heavy definition of like insatiable need to understand and adaptable resourcefulness. And I've had a couple of guests on. I had uh, Ray DePaul from... Mount Royal University and he said that when he sits down with a 20 year old he says you will change your career five to seven times in the course of your life so focus on your ability to be resourceful your grit it was just interesting I'd never heard this six yeah. to seven times and he goes don't, I don't mean jobs I mean wholesale this career might just go away totally
1: you know? yeah I think the the portability uh, of the whole culture now right I mean there's, there's there's definitely a move away you know maybe not as much in Calgary but you see it everywhere else in the world people aren't buying homes like they were they're, they're
0: not buying cars anymore. The vers- yes. Um, yeah, in North America, the stats on car sales are pretty totally, staggering. Totally they're not, they're down, not yeah. going in the great direction for anyone in that business. Yeah, and
1: I, you know, I have this, this neat little um, window into the world now with, with my kids the age that they're at now. I can you know, just basically do little one-on-one focus groups. Watch what – yeah, because yeah. your kids
0: are late teens. Don't you said on the yeah, verge of heading yeah. out of the house.
1: And, and no interest at all, right? like so Everything that I was told that I need to have in order to check all the boxes of so, I've made it, Yeah, don't care at all. About any of that stuff, so yeah, I, I think um, the whole world is moving portable, and and there, people are looking at uh, you know, it's, my parents' generation had this fierce loyalty to the place they worked at to the point where yes. they they thought more about the company than themselves. I think my generation seemed a little bit more even. Uh, you know, it's like there's got to be something in it for both of us. Yes, um, but high, there's high
0: value trade, perhaps.
1: Yeah, totally, and and definitely, it's swung the other way now, where it's like. At, even at, coming out of school, what can you do for me? Right, it's very much they're interviewing us as much as we're interviewing them.
0: It's funny. I do when I sit down with someone, I'm like, this is a two way street. Yeah. But it does yeah. feel sometimes as a business owner, not to be whiny. It's like, oh man, it's gone. It feels like it goes a little bit too much the other way sometimes. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I like it, right?
1: Because I, <laughs> it keeps you on your toes as a business owner. I, I like people like if they know what they want and they're honest about it. Uh, turnover uh, yes. is really bad for honest about managers. it. I
0: appreciate. It. Just tell me straight. Yeah.
1: Mm. You know, you don't want people taking a job. Because they need a job, and and right now there's such a tendency to do that because there's not a lot of jobs. Well,
0: there's scarcity right now. Yeah, Yeah. and so
1: you know you can you can sort of tell when people come in are they are they looking for the job because they need a job? Are they looking for this job? And and I'm I'm looking. Most of my questions have nothing to do with what they can do in the job. That's other people ask those. I'm just going. Do you really want to be here? Find out where they're at. Yeah, and then actually questioning them on it because everybody goes. Oh yeah, startup. So cool. And like, whoa.
0: well, it's been glamorized all the hell yeah. the last like five years. So remember, we remember being an to... entrepreneur was a dirty word. Totally. <laughs> That's yeah. what you did when you couldn't get, make it in the quote unquote real world. <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We go the other way. We don't sugarcoat it at all. We're like, here's all the bad stuff. Um, you should be prepared for this when you come in. And you know what? I've, your teammate over could, here shaking her head with um, yeah. enthusiasm. So I'm assuming that was her experience. <laughs> everyone in the office could make. Your more. Your story is being us. validated as yes, we're talking. It's totally yes, yes. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. yes there he knows for sure. <laughs> it's, it, you know, everyone could make more. Every the, all of us could make more. And and the, the reality is that's the that's the reality for everyone. There's always a job where you could make more. It's your trade-off is like. D- you know you're you're selling something for that compensation yes is the
0: something what's worth making the up that off? gap yeah absolutely yeah
1: and so you know i try to encourage people uh, cuz no no one really told me that when i was young is the money actually doesn't really matter once you can eat right like once you can yes. eat if you're, if you're not starving the rest is kind of semantics now you need to focus on what's going to make you happy and you know i i took it took me till I was 30 to sort of realize get what that was out. right whereas Ex- my kids know that now
0: they're I read right. something years ago someone shared it with me I forget where it was written but it was around like in North America it, said it was around that $70,000 a year mark because they're like beyond that it's, you do not get exponentially happier because by then you can like have a home have food yep. you'll go on a vacation like they said you can meet this and then yep. from 70 to 120 the, 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 the happiness meter did not go up significantly it was an interesting yeah. graph I'd never seen it before and it, and it goes down and they kind of put Superboy. a number yeah there's I mean, some oh, really cool yes, yes uh, shows once, that, once you start chasing then it's a hold then totally. there's no amount of money will fill that 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 glut yeah <laughs> um the transportation logistics business in general, because obviously you're involved in it nationally, I always have been told, and it's something that it's a, such a bigger business in Calgary specifically than most people have any idea of what goes on here, of this industry that just happens behind the scenes. Yeah. And we don't really know where that loaf of bread came from and how it got here, or our Amazon product. Is that Do you see that as an industry that has got some weight in this in this economy, looking at, again, transformation and all the things that are going to help us be more diversified in the future?
1: Excuse me. Yeah, it's it's... It's like that everywhere. It's underlying every industry, but you don't see it that often. Okay, it's only been recently that it's emerging as this this thing that people are paying attention. Well, back to, to, to what you said,
0: it's part. now a differentiator. Yeah, so it's actually on the like the revenue side of the P and L versus yeah. just the cost to get it there. Mm-hmm.
1: But you know, I, I look at us and our Genesis in Canada, and you know, our other biggest sector right now for interest, so leads coming in off the website is Australia, and and I don't think that's any accident that those two countries are. Where there's such a hotbed of this discussion, because it's when you're in Europe, say, or in South America, or or Asia Pacific, where you have more density, um, it it's a whole entirely different problem for sure. But the economics work much better when you're delivering to a million people in you know a few square kilometers. Uh,
0: the value of that load goes up exponentially because yeah. that truck can do so much more. Totally, can, yeah. yeah.
1: We have we have uh, partners in in Europe, and they're flying over to meet us, and they're like, "Well, we'll just quickly stop in in Toronto, and then we'll come over to Calgary," and we're like. You realize that's about as far almost as Toronto to, to London.
0: Um, we're so spread out, it's very it's really yeah. interesting. But how much impact that, that has on all these different factors?
1: It, it's huge because we'll just stop
0: into Toronto on our way by. Yeah,
1: totally. Like in, in this business, it's all about you know utilization and and maximizing capacity, right? You 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 don't want any truck running half empty or Or, you know, only half your truck's utilized or, you know, you want to maximize the utilization of all the resources, people and and equipment and everything. And it's, again, much harder to do when you've got places like Thunder Bay – that are not that easy to service from anywhere. No, they're and, not. And uh, and so the reason why I think we we grew up here and why there's interest in places like Australia is because the math does not work here like it does in a bigger market.
0: So you're going to get those look alike markets where they're yeah. like, "Hey, we deal with the same problem because we yeah. have the same kind of the way we're spread out." So we can obviously
1: do that anywhere, but right. the 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 business case to do it in Canada is much higher because the cost of You know, uh, how many kilometers each product has to travel is just so
0: much. The need to optimize that down is to every penny, essentially. Totally. So, from a technology perspective, you guys are obviously using, would you guys be considered in like an IoT internet? uh, We we have an IoT device. Okay, yeah. yeah, Yeah. Because I looked, again, I was looking through your deck and your sensors. I'm like, okay, I just had, uh, I don't know if you know Brenda Beckendorf. She's the director of Alberta IoT. Oh, okay. And so I just had her on the other day. So, I just got a nice big wave of, like, it's one of those terms that floats around, it's an acronym, but she was talking about just how much of that wave in Alberta, like, I think they started six months ago with 60 member companies now they're up to 110 yeah and it's the big guys coming in seeing how to be more nimble then small guys going how do i expand beyond my traditional market and most of it is outside of alberta which i think is great for our economy mm-hmm. like we don't have to just sell to each other yeah we can play on a much bigger stage and
1: that's one place where you know oil and gas and 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 more uh, other tech industries are, are not at odds is is the iot side Oil and right. gas is is just making just as much use of IoT. So it's nice that you have that density here. You've you've got people in that space that are doing very very similar things to what we're doing in a non competitive space. But they're building right. up that capability. Right? As even
0: what she said about it, the ability for everybody to come together because yeah. although they're all aligned, there's very few direct competitors. But they were all still dealing with same challenges, yeah. same things, yeah, which totally. helped level level it up. Um. So future, how is this? Uh, do you guys what, like? Thinking about the ride because it sounds like you're like you're in it right now because this has only been the last four or five years. Yeah,
1: yeah, not even. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. We, I mean, obviously expanding outside of Canada is uh, um, you know paramount for us just because of the size of the market. Uh, We're not going to get to the numbers we want to get to if we had every. Single vehicle in the country. Okay, uh, rolling our software. Just based on uh, yeah. yeah. But that being said, we have a ton of room to expand here. So we're we're nowhere near saturated in the Canadian market. But but we do own a little piece of it all the way across the country. So it's 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 twofold. It's you know continue to expand out on that side to start to grow internationally. Uh, to grow more beyond the food service category, so you know, okay, because
0: food is your main anchor of where you play playing. It, it
1: is, yeah, and, and and like I was saying before we started, the ambitiously lazy idea of like we'll just play on on our strengths. Um, it, it's a it's a double edged sword because we want to find the next Nestle or the next Parmalat. We you know we're lo- actively looking for them, but we also you know like an actor, right? We don't want to be typecast. So we have to start getting outside the category, and we're doing that now. We've got some some of them I can't talk about yet, but office supplies and a few other yep, categories appreciate like that. that. Um, the one thing that every customer of every size lacks is the same level of vision that you have in, internally about what, you, what can be done with your product. So what I mean by that is, you is know, you'll go, well, here's what we've done for Nestle, for example, right? World's biggest food company. Presumably, if we can do it for them, we could do it for sneakers or whatever. That's a
0: huge checkbox on your, yeah. on your report card for sure.
1: But then they go, "But what have you done in sneakers?" Right. So it's like I was
0: going to ask. I did very much like that. Like I, I look at you in this in this vertical specifically. If I step over here, oh yeah. geez, I don't know if you're credible.
1: Yeah, and you have to you have to walk that line like you do in in marketing and branding and every other aspect where it's, it's like there's every customer feels they're more different than they really are. Yes. But they also are somewhat different,
0: right? But so there was you know, always nuances that, you know, yeah. it's easy to roll into an industry. Like I got this figured out. Yeah. And then a few months later, you're like, Oh, Oh, that's the thing that actually differentiates here yeah. or, or makes it not the same quote unquote.
1: So you have to deal with the actual differences, but you also have to deal with the perceived differences, which is even more difficult, right? They will right. go, well, we're nothing like that other company. And we'll go from a problem point of view. You know, we won't say that to them, but, but of you course. are, you, <laughs> yes. you have exactly the same problem they do. But they'll go. But that's... don't don't tell me I'm not unique. I don't yeah.
0: want to Tell me I'm special.
1: Uh, right. I mean, it's the worst possible <laughs> message you can give them is you're you're basically just like somebody else. And and usually, especially the I mean,
0: larger and the size of clients you're dealing with because totally. they take yeah absolutely yeah. they're very serious about who they are yeah
1: and and you know part of selling and rapport building is is to acknowledge the fact that they they do want to be special they they want to be treated as as special so. Um, breaking out of the categories is is mission critical for us, and, and getting okay. getting our hands in as many different categories as we can before we get typecast into one.
0: Always um, building around though the same core competencies that you totally, guys have. totally yeah. you know, we're never going to turn down the
1: you know Pepsi Frito Lay rolls up to the door. We're not saying yes. no because you're food service.
0: <laughs> no, well, that's when you've got credibility in that space. Totally. so I'm assuming it's an easy, it's a quote unquote easier sell.
1: It is because yeah.
0: yeah, you're unique, but five other companies that are kind of like you, we've, we've, yeah. we've done this for them. Mm.
1: And because of what we do as well, there's a better value proposition. The more chance there is to go wrong. So like fresh, Product, frozen uh, product. Higher risk environments. Anything like that, we do better because of, like you said, the IoT device, monitoring temperatures, um, managing, you know, being able to stamp the temperature uh, all along the journey on the invoice when they receive it and that kind of thing. It's um, oh, so that need level to. of
0: assurance that that end customer gets now that, okay, this thing never, yeah. it never got warm. Yeah. The, the, the reefer trailer never shut down and for a day. Totally. And then you're trying to just unload this product on me that's been refrozen yeah. and all those things.
1: So you don't, you know, there's no need for that. If you're shipping an ambient temperature box of something, Yes. You can still use us. But it gets more interesting for the. But customer. if we can handle
0: your ice cream, we should be able to handle your sneakers. Totally would be the. You would hope that. People yeah, you would. would. So when it comes to all the different technologies that you guys, you know, is this? Is it machine learning? Is it AI? Like, what is the? Because there's some great buzzwords out there that we ever yeah. like to throw around, and arguably most people go, "I heard it, but I don't really know what that means." Totally. Which ones play the? Which ones out of that suite play the biggest role for you guys?
1: Yeah, we 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 get scolded again for not saying those things. Enough, okay. Especially oh. from investors. Oh, this is a good question then. Yeah, we've actually. Stayed away from the buzzwords intentionally. Okay. And then our investors are going, what are you doing? Like, you know, you guys are using machine learning, right? And we said, yeah. And well, you should be touting that, but there's that stat you probably seen. It's like 76% of companies with AI in their name, aren't
0: doing anything yes. with AI. I haven't heard that one. I, yeah. I, just, I have heard. What was the recent one? The McKinsey: seventy percent of digital transformation projects fail.
1: Yeah,
0: I heard that one the other day. I'm like, yeah, that yeah. was a scary. Tied with the eighteen point four billion will be spent in Alberta on digital transformation yeah. in the next two years. But seventy. But if the other stat's right, that means we're going to blow seventy percent of that. Totally. There's some scary things when you unpack those those yeah. cool buzzwords. Mm-hmm.
1: It's you know you get like the Gardner hype cycle thing rolling along where you know all these technologies that in some industries. Are, are to my opinion at this point, absolute fluff and hype and pointless. <laughs> I but appreciate in other, that honestly. Yeah, other industries they have, you know, like blockchain is a great one where blockchain has an absolute purpose in our space. It's okay. track and trace and everything. It's, it's, things are heading in that direction.
0: Well, because you want the irreputable record. Like yeah. this is, this is, we yeah. can't, this is not up for debate. This product is tool. what it is. And what it.
1: Yeah. Like the, you get companies, you know, we're part of this group called BIDA, uh, BIDA the Blockchain and Transport Alliance. And, and okay. it's basically the world coming together to try to, all the big players to try to standardize uh, messaging the same as they did with, you know, EDI in the seventies with mm-hmm. the car manufacturers and stuff. And they, um, the, 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 the hype ranges from, you know, here's a great pilot that, demonstrates a perfect use case you know let's all work together to blow this out to the whole world is dumping all of their centralized databases and erp systems next year and all going to blockchain and and uh, it's it's the same with ai it's the same with machine learning it's it's actually the same with iot um you have to separate the 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 hype uh from the reality and it's always somewhere in between there's you know there's we, iot is huge in our space um, blockchain is huge in our space AI and machine learning is really becoming huge in our space, and, and we're using all of those things. We have an IoT device. Uh, we are part of Bita. We are helping to write those standards. We're not relying on that as a business model because even the standards committee hasn't finished those standards yet, but we know it's coming. Uh, but we're not making any big bets. We're not
0: jumping from one to the other. You're not going other. all in on a certain yeah. – but you're looking at them as you should. It's like it's a toolbox, totally. and these yeah. are the tools we have to pull from. Like our, That's an interesting our interesting way to I – I appreciate your perspective of not going too all in on one on – what can be often just buzzy terms get full. Yeah. Out. I think from you know, my point of view, it's maybe
1: being a little bit older now and not getting all that excited about it. A little bit wiser maybe? Any anymore. <laughs> I don't know about wise. You, you and I have a few gray hairs going on. <laughs> wiser, I don't know, but just, you, you've <laughs> that's seen, for other people yeah. to say,
0: if you say you're wise, no one's going to buy it anyways.
1: Well, you've seen enough, you know, like, uh, you know, living through the, the dot com bomb era and, and seeing people that had, you know, terrible ideas that got no validation, one way or the other. They just went in guns a blazing, raising all this money and imploding. Totally. Also, people who had great ideas that were just too early. Uh, you know, like Webvan's a good one from like '99 or whatever that was, where that that is that model exists today. You know, Ocado and all these different companies. It just wasn't. Wor- it was just too early. There right. was just not the infrastructure. Well, timing is so critical it. in so many things. Yeah. Well, and in Amazon. Uh, you know, I used to debate people. Uh, years and years and years ago, Amazon's going to go out of business. You can't sell books at a loss and expect to make, and I'm like, their name is Amazon because of the A to Z thing, right? Not yes. everybody realizes that their plan was much bigger than books. And, and I said, just like, just wait, you're going to see this company do big things. And they're like, ah, oh, it's never going to last. It's never going to last because well, we know what we all know. How. We've been
0: around long enough now to know how that works. Yeah,
1: totally. So yeah, yeah it's, that's it's, interesting. it's, you know, some, somewhere early, but <laughs> but survive that gap and somewhere early and, and, and just, didn't survive. they were exactly the right idea, but just way too early.
0: You've you touched on something that I think is interesting when it comes to innovation and change and how an industry can either come together or stay in its corner. You talked about a lot of the, the, the way you made the comment was a lot of these companies are going, hey, let's be part of this, the, the bit, bit I think you said, mm-hmm. and let's solve this problem together. Is that these somewhat maybe competitors or similar space where they'll all put some money in for pilots and things like that? Like there is that coming together versus I'll stay in my corner in my sandbox Yeah, and and true innovation takes it 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 shares the risk when you do it that way totally well and you're you know I've I've talked to
1: people about that actual association and and how uh, you know it's it's backed by a group called Freightways which is a monster in the in data in the logistics and supply chain space and and people are like well why would you follow someone else's standards instead of set your own and I'm like no one is going to follow the Routique standard I'm not that you know, egotistical <laughs> okay. that I believe that, so, a, and yeah. nor should they, right? I mean, the really interesting, just, just one tiny little story that illustrates is They were, they were debating uh, one of our working groups because we belong to all five of the working groups that are deciding all these things. And they were debating um, how a location is represented. So okay. that seems pretty easy, right? And I was going, why are we debating the
0: GPS, right? It's a and geographical point in the map. That's, that's what I was thinking.
1: Rail was like, nope, that's not how it works. Rail is the line number, the, the rail you're on, and the distance down the line. It has nothing to do with GPS. We don't care about GPS. That's not how we do things. Shipping has differences. They all have differences, and
0: and arguably it's the way they've been doing it for arguably hundred. Yeah,
1: so 100. I mean, yeah. anybody who you know, you, you get some hotshots out there that come up with this great idea of how to do it, and 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 it doesn't get adoption because it doesn't work in that space,
0: um, or you because well, you've got to bring so many different groups to the table. Totally, to, yeah. to, that it takes to get that product to market. Yeah,
1: and you'll you'll never get the big companies like that to move unless they were at the table at the time. I, I just don't see them adopting right. anybody else's, especially if it's, if it's proprietary to one group, uh, nobody wants that, right. It's got to be, Well, open. You, there's a lot of factors. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And how
0: do you delicately balance that? Yeah. But how I do rather, you all come together with this universal that? Yes, we all agree that that, that yeah. that's what that means. Totally. Yeah. I
1: want to be, I would rather be, you know, a, a, a little fish in the right pond, right? Than then a, a big fish in the, in the wrong one. Um,
0: you want to yeah, be th- on the That r- goes dry. <laughs> yeah, totally. So obviously you guys are part of Calgary, but it feels like you're insulated from, you know, a lot of this downturn and the impact that it's had. Um, what's your observations of Calgary though? You're a business guy, you're yeah. here. What are we doing right? What are we not doing right in this quote unquote transformation period that we're all talking about?
1: Yeah, I, I absolutely, you know, I love Calgary, um, you know, it's, it's mostly always been my home other than, yep. other than university and a few years out on the coast. And I do travel a ton. Um, you know, I think so, like like oh, 44 business trips last year and personal trips and, and I've been okay, doing Okay, so it. you're I'm, out on the, okay. I'm out a lot. So I get to see a lot and, you know, you always have that sort of how we compare mentality totally. going on. Um, you know, my my i i i'm I, I love the 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 environment here and the ecosystem, and I think we we're punching above our weight class in some ways uh, in terms of. That some of the infrastructure we have, you know, like platform and yes. Alberta innovates. Um, mm-hmm. The U.S. is massively jealous of our infrastructure in terms of. Uh, I've never heard that. Oh, like the the funding um, opportunities Oh, that's here. about. I love some. That's I've yeah. never heard it said that way. Yeah, it. it I mean,
0: it, You mean these things that some people, some of us, just take for granted that yeah, are here that we yeah. that we shouldn't. Mm.
1: I kind of look at. Yeah, interesting. Like our public infrastructure, especially, um, is is much better than in the states. Uh, where they beat us is their access to capital with, with big dreams, right? So the okay. valuations are... Um, I'd love someone to prove me wrong, because everyone tells me I'm wrong all the time, but every time someone comes to us and says, we'd like to invest, and then they throw out a number, I'm like, you're not even not even in the ballpark not even right. close so we don't dream
0: big enough that way
1: yeah and so in the states they're going you know how much more could we give you and what could you do with that yeah, if we gave
0: you this much, how right. much what could you do but if we gave you twice as much what could happen right so it's yeah. a very a very different m- uh, mindset even of how it's approached a-, a
1: lot of them are like I don't care about valuation at all I care about deployment of capital and and if, if I think it's going to take you 10 million to do this instead of 2 million that you're asking for I'm going to say no because you're not asking for enough right and here I don't personally make again, sure the ask
0: is Big enough. You read yeah. you read that in books yeah. and all that, but it's like, what does that really mean in the day to day?
1: So I, I, you know, it, there's massive, massive advantages to being here, and I would never, you know, want to lose those. And that that's Calgary, that's Alberta, that's Canada. You know, we've got. Alberta Innovates and ECO and IRAP and, mm-hmm. and, uh, um, GCC and all sorts of programs that we can access. And then groups like platform and then the, the, the sort of more private, uh, groups as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, has that played a big part in your guys' success, having access to those groups? Like yes. Have you really tapped into that?
1: We have. And we, we, again, we get told all the time we should be more present in the, in the local, um, ecosystem. Like we're, you know, we've, we've done programs with platform and Telus mm-hmm. accelerator and, um, excuse me, Alberta Innovates for sure, and, and groups like that. Um, we're you know, part of that uh, autonomous cons- consortium out of Edmonton, and we, we're doing some speaking. Uh, okay, so you
0: guys are very involved with we,
1: that. We are. We, we maybe could be more, but I think maybe one difference with us than a lot of Calgary companies I talk to is we've also done elsewhere. So we've done accelerators in the UK. We've done oh, interesting. Okay. In Vancouver. We've done Wisconsin and Minnesota. We've done some Silicon Valley stuff, limited, but some. Um, yeah. So we've we it was very much my my comment about not being typecast or pigeonholed. We didn't want to like put all Seeing of, our the eggs of the rest of the world's basket. perspective. Yeah. So we've we've done really, really well with the Calgary programs. We've also done well with uh Wavefront out of Vancouver and and now Ace Tech. We've done well with uh, L Marks in, in London, we've done well with Generator out of the United and States. I'm
0: curious, what are the differences in the programs when you go to something in the UK versus something in Calgary?
1: Well the the one thing that's it, it emerged earlier than I'm seeing it here. I'm starting to see it here now, but I think the future of all of those programs is those matchmaking of enterprises
0: to startups. You mentioned uh, that earlier yeah. as a, as a, as a real value yeah. relationship. There's
1: not enough of that still, but it's, it's getting better. But, um, you know, there's a group out of, uh, out of the UK called Elmarks and it's a, it's, it'd be similar to, um, um, you know, the, the, I'm just trying to think of who it would be closest to. But I mean, there's lots of groups like that. Okay. But they started, the day they started, they started matching enterprises to. Um, to I like the, I
0: really like the match because I agree yeah. with you because I've got, I've got all the capital and the capacity over here, but I maybe don't have the mindset or the culture. Yeah. Down here, I've got the culture, but I maybe don't have the capital or sometimes the experience. Yeah, I've talked to some startups and they said, you know what? I can get money, but I need a mentor. I need yeah. someone who's been here before me because I don't know what landmine is around the corner. Yeah. There's lots
1: of programs that focus on mentoring only, which are great. We've done some of those. There's lots that focus on mentoring with an investment at the end. Mm-hmm. And the investment's usually pretty small. It's like 100, 100
0: 250,000. Yeah, $1, I have some right. friends that are involved in some of those things. Um, yeah.
1: Great as well. But you know what I've learned from those ones, the, the ones we've done and, and the ones that we've turned away, is that I don't really, $100,000 isn't going to help me. In you know, in any significant way, I, if it was
0: me at my kitchen table ideating, yep, yeah, that'd the, be great, The, the right? guy, guy with an idea in his basement. Yeah, right? yeah, but
1: but when you're you know, our our burn is you know a couple hundred thousand, two hundred fifty thousand. Mm-hmm. You guys thousand are what? You're around thirty people.
0: Uh, thirty. Well, we'll be thirty three now when the new two okay. new people right start. So, and has that grow, Like, has that been just kind of a steady growth, or you guys had some bursts just in there? Pretty
1: pretty steady. But we did the acquisition. We had eight people come in with the acquisition. We. Okay. Um, we're doing another big bump now. We just took over. Uh, we were busting at the seams in our space, so we just as of February first, got in the closet, to the, that the other of half thing. of the space. It's like a true startup. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we're we're going to be doing another big blitz. I think we'll probably be f- you know forty ish. By the end of this year is my, my Excellent. guess. Excellent. Congratulations. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Well, I um, love this is
0: also a show about exposing people to, there's some positive stories going on in Calgary. Oh, they're definitely You know, you, you, the headlines are all doom and gloom a little bit, but yeah. there's a lot of really good stuff going on. Yeah, so totally. To hear what you guys are doing, to be here, being able to pull talent, but then being have this pr- global preview of who your customer yeah. base is, yeah. that's, to me, we need as much of, we need every, We need it all at the yeah. table in Calgary right now. Well, and
1: we do, you know, everything that everyone's been talking about forever is, is really really important it's diversification in any economy right you yes. you cannot be it's not a new concept yeah <laughs> it, it and it's it's it, it's just plain common sense to me um and and we we go through ebbs and flows as well right we 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 start to kind of seem like we're really moving in that direction and then we recede a little bit and mm-hmm. that again, it's well, it's
0: it's never a straight line <laughs> no that's it's the whole exact world process. the
1: whole world is going in you know, we, we maybe go a little bit far one way and then there's an overcorrection the other direction. And and, and right now, I kind of feel like we're in that overcorrection in, in the wrong direction. Okay. Uh, you know, How do you the,
0: mean by wrong direction?
1: Well, the, the, the you know, it, this affects me in no way, but the funding cuts to like the heritage uh, grants for film and television. Yes. That can't be good for... No, that's economy, a good one to pick on. Right? I um, you know, that I, I, and, and again, I, I should know more about these things, but I've heard, you know, cuts to the machine learning and AI funding... Um, cuts to some of the, the technology programs. And those uh, had very immediate like impacts. Totally. Like companies came
0: forward and said, we yeah. were coming here and now we're not.
1: Well, a really interesting one to me is the, is the shred uh, provincial component being eliminated for a tax reduction. Okay. Which, um, you know, and again, I, 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 I don't, I want to preface it by saying this is not my area of expertise, but mm-hmm. from my understanding... That whole argument that will lower the corporate tax rate and will eliminate the Alberta portion of shred makes absolutely no sense because if you're – say your shred claim is $300,000 or something Mm -hmm. like that, right? In order to save that $300,000 with a 3% reduction – um, you're, you're talking about a massive tax bill that you have to have to, uh, to take. Advantage I've heard of that same
0: argument. They're like, yeah. if we're not even going to be taxable that way, then how's that equal? All that? you're doing is benefiting yeah. the companies. That's the way that, that I've heard that argument yeah. laid out too. Mm-hmm. You
1: know, and, and and the argument is is the, are those big ones the ones that are doing the innovation, right? If, if they are, sure, right. Um, or if it's if it's a massive job creation effort, I mean, again, not. What well, is a area. balance
0: of both? I like what yeah. you said about how do we get more enterprise and more entrepreneurial startups yeah. bolted together to benefit. But, from but each
1: saying other. you know from for, again from what I've read, saying. <laughs> Well, this is better, right? We'll get rid of this this tax credit that's just totally wasted, and or, or the shred part, and and we'll go to an actual tax reduction. Is is robbing from the people that are innovating, and giving it to the people that aren't necessarily right? They've already crossed. that. Right. If you're dro- it's that argument you're, about
0: hanging the target in the wrong place, and yeah. then wondering why you shoot the window out. If you're that's making that it.
1: much profit, you're you're not in a position to. Need to be doing that much innovating. You're, you're already at the mature side of that business development, and you're already raking in the dough. Because the
0: other one is money spent directly on innovating and change. with the yeah. other one, just because I saved it, there's no guarantee I'm going to spend that yeah. on innovative and change. I might just put that in my jeans. Yeah.
1: You know? No. I, I. That. That's the part that I worry about. And okay. um, still, massively, um, you know, sort of bullish on 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 Calgary. But I worry from the, again, this is more personal than business. That I have this theory that depending on the majority of the voices, are they saying we need to change and evolve? Or are they saying we need to recede? We need to pull everything back, right? And it, it's not just eco- economy. It's, you know, if, if you're seeing a region or a city or a state or a province or a country uh, saying, you know, we need to lock down the borders, we need to close immigration, yes. we need to, if, if we need to hold on to our values, which to me is sort of a, of a, of a, euphemism for we don't want anything
0: to change, right? Well, it's, 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 it's the, it's that glamorization of the past. Yeah. And it's, to to me, that's, that's dangerous. We got to get back to the good old days. Yeah. Like, you know what, if you really unpack it, there were some things in the good old days that probably weren't that good either. Yeah, (laughs) That's a very interesting when you look at that, because you show what drives an economy or a population or a geography forward. It's all of those things. It's not closing any of the doors. Absolutely. It's bringing in that new migration. It's bringing in like, uh, you, you all need those things. those
1: voices, right? You need those
0: new... But when people feel overwhelmed, they, they feel scared, that a, that's a, can be an assuring message. Yeah. It's, it's false. Yeah. It's a bit of a false profit message. And,
1: and getting short-sighted about where we're going to put our money too. right? It's, it's all about, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, I pay taxes too, lots of them. Um, but, but I want them to go to the right things. Right. I don't, I don't necessarily want so much more of it back. I I just want to make sure that it's going to the things that are going to benefit
0: us. That's an interesting way to put it versus just, yeah, just give it to me. I'll steward it versus like, Hey, you're going to steward it, but what are you doing with it? Yeah. Well, like the, Mm -hmm. the C train, the green line C train, right. Is, is, you know, another topic.
1: (laughs) Well, what's what I find really interesting, you know, talking about traveling all over the world and that kind of thing is where have you seen a train anywhere in the world that runs through the middle of downtown at level crossings? We already have one. Yes. Now we're going to have two. Is that really a smart decision to save the money to tunnel under? You know, what if, what if, what if all those big cities did that? Right. I mean, it's it's again sort of counter to the entire purpose. Like, is is not the purpose of a train to eliminate traffic and, and eliminate not congestion. create more bottlenecks, not create more, right? And so those are the mm-hmm. things that you know. Again, not an economist. Don't know how that stuff works behind the scenes. But I, if I was sitting in that room, I'd be going are we selling ourselves short this year for 20 years from now well short
0: termism is a real yeah looking down the road especially politically is hard because yeah. you're just trying to look to your next election cycle yeah. unfortunately
1: well and and protecting you know like we we've, we've got this amazing asset on the energy side i we have another business that's in the energy business as well and and so i'm not anti energy at all by okay, right. any means or or even anti traditional like fossil fuel energy but but it is changing. It's going to change, yes. and there's nothing you can do about it. So what you might as well do is embrace that, and and evolve with it. And so saying, you know, we're gonna we're gonna cut all the subsidies for alternative energy. Well, you're seeing all these these outside the country companies coming in from Berkshire Hathaway and everybody else investing in wind and solar. Yes, like they're seeing something that we're not because we're going. We need to and cut. We're all that entrenching stuff, on kind of the old. Right? Yes and 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 what you could have done in the in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s and some people were doing is saying we're one of the energy leaders in the entire world if we just take all this capacity and capability we have and just just slightly start moving it over this way while we still maintain mm-hmm. this side Will be these will be the alternative? Yeah, when
0: you run the graph out far enough, we'll be here versus not. Yeah, totally. But, so, we, but we didn't. We kind of sat back on our heels a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: that's how I feel. Right bit. again, you know. Like I, I, I'm with I, you.
0: I'm optimistic right. about the future, but we also have to look at realities. We do. <laughs>
1: yeah, and we don't want to be. You know, I, I look at the, the the coal jobs in the states. Right, it's like natural gas killed your coal job. The government didn't kill your coal job. Obama yeah. didn't kill your coal job. Natural gas became cheaper than coal. From again, what I my understanding is that we're seeing that with electricity now, especially on the solar side, right? It's it's becoming at least as competitive as natural gas. How long are you going to hang on to the? We don't want to focus on solar. And when it,
0: it comes down to dollars and cents. It does. Yeah, yeah, I had the head of the Alberta Wind Energy Association a few weeks ago. Yeah. he reached out to me and said, I want to come on the show because he goes, there's so much. If your wind doesn't mean you're anti-oil and gas. If totally. you vote this way, it doesn't mean you're pro. He had a really interesting perspective, but he goes, Tyler, if you, if you boil it right down, the cost of uh, a kilojoule of energy has come down to a point that it's all now level. It is. So now, yeah. as the technology evolves, it's only going to get cheaper, yeah. and then that's when you really see change, because the money, money talks.
1: And, and you need the people in the middle that are not as vocal going, let's be reasonable, as opposed to...
0: Oh, let's you know, be reasonable. You know, that's a stretch. <laughs>
1: yeah. I think Stephen Colbert said that once. He's like, that's why he can't run for president, because his slogan would be, be reasonable and no one would shout it from the rooftop. No they wouldn't. But um yeah like the, the the other side is just as wacky like saying we should dump it all today. Electric yes. planes are not really ready for prime time yet. And even when they are, they'll be short haul, at least for the foreseeable yep. future. The infrastructure isn't there for electric vehicles. And even if it is, we still have to get the power. But it's, a, but it's
0: a message that gets very favorable response. It totally it doesn't does. mean yeah. but back to like, is this reasonable? It doesn't yeah. matter. It sounds great. That's what, that's what we want yeah. to say. So you said something about bringing together. You know, I always like to ask this question because I get so many different answers. If you could take two industries, Alberta, Canada, you know, of course, we're here to talk about collisions, which is Calgary. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, we're all part of the same. We're all on the island together. What industries would you collide together that you think could learn the most from each other?
1: Hmm. Interesting. I, th- I think a lot of that is happening on the oil and gas side with clean tech and all that sort of thing. Um, two that aren't really working together well right now?
0: Yeah. And they're, and they're, or that could really benefit. Interesting. Maybe they haven't even tried it. Yeah. Um, hmm. I push. I got you in the spot right at the right at the end. I, I, this,
1: this will be like t- nothing to do with what I do for a living or anything. Okay. But, oh yeah, this is this is a blue sky question. Yeah, I, uh, healthcare, the way that it's managed. I, I'm I'm a guy who like if I'm dying, if my leg is half cut off, and I'm sitting in the waiting room for 17 hours, I'm going home. Yeah, I I, I'm not going to stay <laughs> and wait if it's life threatening. I I I. I can't stand sitting in a place where there's inefficiency, and and just it just taps me so bad. And my mm-hmm. wife just goes, "Calm down, it's fine." It's, I, I just can't do it. So, and I and I've always again said, like you know, you get someone who is adept at building a drive-through, you know, some some efficiency <laughs> yes. expert from Tim Hortons, who you know, what's their time? Thirty-five seconds for your coffee, right? If they're off that time, they're they're retweaking yes. it. And
0: there's people that there's the they know the science yeah. of exactly how to make that. And you work.
1: get someone like that into the healthcare side to fix the problems that are not monetary, because I totally agree there's monetary issues with it. Yep. But I also agree that there's a ton of stuff that it feels like, and again, I'm, I'm saying this with absolutely zero experience. Hey, that's okay. Absolutely. That's, that's, why, that's why I love the question. Up. But you know, like why is there not a doctor on a screen at triage? Why is there a nurse at triage? Nurses can't diagnose anything. So they can't send me away they can't order tests for me. So they, they can just put you back in if the If my arm is broken, pad. I'm waiting there until I can get an x-ray. But they, they they so and and I agree you can't have a doctor out there because they're gonna yes. get accosted. Put a doctor on a screen, put a blood pressure cuff, put an O2 sat meter, technologicalize it. Again, I don't think that's a word, but um, you know, employ some technology to have presence for a physician that can actually go. You go home, you go for testing, you go to this blood clinic, you do this, you do this, boom, their whole waiting room is clear. And just right? move
0: the screening and move that decision point yeah. up the chain. So that
1: seems top. to me to be, it's, it's like public-private sector stuff is always interesting, right? Those, right? those things they did with hip replacements where they got it from 12 months to two weeks or something like yes. that. But, but have somebody who comes in from a, from a, a private sector side and goes, okay, like I'm used to not having the money to do what I need to do, right? Like I, I'm never given the budget that I want, I've just got to make this thing more efficient with what I've got. Yes, and and retool. Just bring the whole in way a completely it different mindset. Yeah, it's not about people working harder or longer. They're already working way too long of hours.
0: Well, that's the old. We want to save money, we cut budget. We yeah. want to get more done, we make people work longer. That's almost yeah. the old like in and out formula. Versus yeah. like let's just think about the whole thing differently. Well, they
1: have uh, you know people in my family. Uh, my, my sister's a medic, a paramedic, and they have them sitting in the hospital all night long. So they they've changed with AHS's takeover of it. They've changed it now so that the medic takes the patient to the hospital. If there's no bed for them, they wait all night. So that person you know, might make, I don't know what she makes, but I'm guessing it's six figures. Yep. Sitting in a hospital with a patient, not going out in an ambulance...
0: Uh, something, and, seem, something does yeah. seem broken. Again, I'm not an expert in that yeah. world at As a all, business person, it doesn't you, would, make sense. you would
1: go, maybe I shouldn't take my most high value, expensive resource and put them in the most low value job, which is basically what Candy Stripers used to do, right? right. Yeah.
0: Um, I haven't heard Candy Stripe. My sister used to do that. It, it, I, I'm guessing. <laughs> I haven't heard that in like
1: 30 years. So. Yeah, I'm guessing that's a, that's a fairly low paying job or volunteering imagine, or something. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, if you came in from the public sector, you you would have a different opinion. Because I think, you know, with, with and again, and, you know, I'm not anti-union, I'm not, I, public sector is super important, I'm not anti any of those things. I just think there's a tendency to go, we need more money, we need more money, we need more money. And I think some of it could actually, you could decrease hours and you could decrease stress and you could increase some, uh, you know, patient happiness uh, by just fixing some things
0: back to the customer experience. At totally. The yeah, yeah. Which is kind of where we started with this whole thing.
1: That's time. exactly what it is. Right. And, and so we, it, our healthcare system is like, I would never trade it for anything. Right. Yes. But, um, but
0: unfortunately it's under a lot of pressure and the argument is. is, is the current model sustainable yeah. Well ev- everything you read says it's not sustainable.
1: And, mm-hmm. and you've got, you've got, you know, the one negative about it is that you've got this idea that you're not really a business and they're not really customers. Right. Whereas you go to a, a cancer yeah. private cancer clinic in the states, you're going to pay through the nose, but you're going to get five star service, right? Because you you a, are is a yeah. customer centric model. Oh my God! It's you know nutritionists and exercise and diet and counseling and all this kind of stuff. And and there's probably an argument in there. And again, I'm not the person to make it, but there's probably an argument in there somewhere that deploying the assets more efficiently is going to actually save money in the long run, right? I mean, pe- people not getting sicker, people not. Um, you know,
0: you got to run that graph out far enough. But totally. The problem is we don't, we look at it social sh- back to the yeah. short term and let's put up walls and fences and yeah. close it all in versus like, well, if we start this, if we just start educating on better health choices, 20 years from now, the burden on our healthcare system will be less. Yeah. But uh, that's not sexy. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> totally.
1: Yeah. And then public sector is probably the only, it's the weirdest part of, of, uh, you know, us as citizens and taxpayers is for some reason, everybody goes, well, you know, if I, if, if, if you have the means and you really want one buy a Ferrari, Right. If yeah. it, it, it's... It's not worth Ferrari price. No one can argue that that car is worth that much money. But if that's what makes you happy, buy it. If you are happy with a Kia or whatever, buy that. Um, people want choice, and they're willing to pay for more for what they want. Mm-hmm. Except for when it comes to the public sector. It's like I just I don't want to pay any taxes for anything, right? I think that's a deep ingrained
0: law, like those. Now it, we're talking about beliefs yeah. over generations.
1: But right. if you could convince people that it it really does need to be run as a business, and you really are our customers, you know, citizens of Calgary. You are our customers. Let us show you the vision for why the C train stopping at every single level crossing and hitting pedestrians and cars. I think there's a lot to be said exist. for showing. Yeah,
0: because like, well, explain it to me. Oh, yeah. I didn't understand.
1: I, I I think it's because you don't see government as a business. You don't see you see uh, them taking all your money as opposed to really investing. Oh, well, which in.
0: great, and and it's just a, it's a it's a it's a resentful relationship right yeah. out of the gate. Okay. Yeah. I give you all this. What do I get in return? Yeah. What do I see for my doll? You know, like we're, we all can be grumpy old men if we want to do totally the, right. rah, rah.
1: Get so all, that. Get off my
0: lawn, you crazy kids. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. That's not, you know, it's not really a specific answer, but I, I, definitely no, I, thought that, no, I appreciate the perspective. It's a broad uh, question. It gets all kinds of yeah, answers. So. Yeah, totally. So if anybody is super excited, go, this sounds like a cool company. I want to know more about it. What's the best way to get in touch with you guys? Is it find you online, email you? What's yeah. The best you can way?
1: visit uh Rutique. It's a odd spelling. So it's R O U T E I Q U E. Uh, you can find us on LinkedIn for sure. You can find us on most of the other social media properties. If you want to just follow along and stay silent in
0: the background, okay. don't, don't want to engage. Just want to just creep on you for a while.
1: Yeah. We're, uh, we're down in the, in the South of Calgary along McLeod trail in the, um, uh, in the South, uh, center tower professional. Building. Okay. So uh, we do have people pop by. We have people come by for coffee. We have we're doing a couple SATE uh, events where we're bringing. Oh, some you're of involved. Our, I was going to ask if you guys were involved in some now. of the. Okay, that's yeah. Exciting. We we love um, you know. Let's talk about great resources, right? Like Air, the ARIS program, applied research at SATE. Um, you know, we've hired lots of students from there. We do lots of speaking there. Um, starting to do more with UFC. The other part of our group today is at okay. uh, um, the UFC. Excellent. You um, guys are very involved in the community that way. That's good trying
0: to, hear. yeah. Like yeah. I, f- I do feel like it takes effort more. and energy. Like it, all these yeah. things take time. Yeah. And you guys, you said you are recruiting right now.
1: Uh, we are. Yeah. M- uh, mostly marketing and sales, still some dev. Um, we're really, you know, we've, we've been a dev heavy shop, uh, while we've, you know, finished the yeah, rest bil- as you're building build your back. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're really starting to equalize the sales and marketing side, but we're always on the hunt for, you know, most positions.
0: Excellent. Well, I think like all of us, we're always looking for good people. Mm. I might not have an open position, but if you come in and, come and talk and, cause you never know when you're going to, it's funny how we, yeah, we, you can create a three, spot for a good person. Yeah,
1: That's exactly what we do. We just hired three marketing people and we, we put up five positions and, and expected to get somewhere between one and five people. Right. And we never really intended to hire each one of those positions. We just basically, we our, our mantra is, you know, we'll, we'll find the person and we'll make the
0: job. Yes, that's, it's mm-hmm. a nice, that back to the smaller agile, like just the response of yeah, like going back yeah. to that people. It sounds like a very people first culture you guys have.
1: S- some people, well, I hope so. Yeah. So, I, it sounds
0: that to way. I'm seeing some nodding yeah, again yeah. from your cohort here. Oh, that's but, nice. <laughs> yeah. But no, listen to your philosophy and just kind of how you guys are engaging with the problems you're trying to solve and getting people involved in solving those yeah. problems. There's a lot to be said for you. you, you, you get can a go home at day feeling like you did something. F- yeah. You get a lot
1: more from a person who, you know, like this is what I do on paper. This is my passion boy, if I could explore my passion as well while I work there, whether it's, you know, like podcasting or or uh, film and television production, you know, we're trying to make a lot more videos, right. we're doing a lot more audio, uh, we're doing a lot more, um, uh, you know, social media, and we're trying to build some capability in-house, <laughs> not that we won't have to go out, ho- out of house eventually, we know that, but, uh, you know, you never want to be it's it's always risky going to the mechanic when you don't know anything about cars, well, right? I think that's the old absolutely. Yeah, so it's just You want to change my what for
0: how much? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, and it, with, with technology and the, the back to being resourceful, like there's not, yes, going to the professionals, but there's also so many things you can figure out on your own and yeah. just understanding what's the best use of time. And if it's really a key thing from your organization, then yeah. then you need to have a good understanding of it.
1: At least the basics. Like yes. we, we're yeah. never going to be the experts, but we just want to have the...
0: You know, you know enough to now. get in trouble with gels and know enough maybe not to get snowed in the Sense. Totally. Yeah. Well, Mike, sorry. Thanks too much for coming in guys. I really no enjoyed this. I've got a little philosophical at the end, which I really enjoyed, <laughs> but uh, kudos to you guys and compliments for the organization thanks. you're building. And I love sharing Calgary success story. So Appreciate it was an honor it. to think, share yours Thanks
1: for the time. It's uh, really cool to, uh, to, to, to see you doing this as well. Like it's, it's something that I think needs to be done a lot more in, Thank you. in our marketplace. And one thing that Canadians are, I call it the Brian Adams effect. We're terrible for us tooting our own horn. <laughs> um, you know, Brian Adams, you go anywhere in the world, you'll, you're going to hear him in the elevator, you're going to hear him in the restaurant. Celine Dion's another one, right? But yet, you know, people made fun of him here. People hate Nickelback, whether you like Nickelback or uh, not. F-
0: fair enough, yeah. There, there's there's a, definitely a group that does not like yeah, Nickelback.
1: But, but why rag on their success story, Because they, right?
0: ki- they, they killed it. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: they ki- for that group, whether you're in the group or not. So I, I love seeing...
0: Canadians touting Canadians because we just don't do it enough, right? Absolutely. We are not good. At, there's many person I've had on this show. It's like, so is your story getting out there? And they kind of hang their head
1: and like, yeah. oh, duh, we're not good at telling our story. So yeah, the self-deprecating yeah. thing never goes over well. Oh, I've, well, I've, sometimes
0: we're too Canadian, aren't we? <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. I've, done, I've, got, I've been scolded again in the States quite a few times for... You know, tell me why you're the best, and we're like, well, I'd like to think that we're really good, and I'll, and they just immediately walk away. They're like, if you're not the best, why am I talking to you? Absolutely, you, you know, every no, our neighbors, to the neighbors
0: the down to the south, it's a very different mindset. Very different. And no, I so. do, I do appreciate. There's, there's, pluses or minuses. There's yeah. things they do really well, and being yeah. confident and go in for, yeah, I'm awesome, and here's why. Yeah, I agree. We could, we can learn a bit like that from Canadians. No, Canadian we are, companies.
1: we are much more awesome than a lot of people give us credit for. Definitely, like the whole country is. You know, we're, we're, we're much beloved from what I can tell uh, most everyone. I, everywhere I figure go. I
0: won the lottery all the time from where yeah. I was born in the world and the opportunities that I have So, totally, let's, yeah. uh, but as the world becomes more of a global village we need to get out there and and, pl- and take advantage we of that do. reputation
1: yeah get rid of the boring uh, I heard Madonna called us boring the other day I was like oh. that's oh. not very nice I think oh. by boring you mean we're not getting shot as much but fair, yeah uh, <laughs> fair enough anyways challenge accepted let's leave <laughs> it at that <laughs> yeah. anyways thank you guys so much cool. for the chat today thanks so much Love for that. having us appreciate it